Greenhouse and Nursery, Sheridan County, and of course, the City of Sheridan. Mark your calendar now for Saturday, May 6, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the City Landfill for the 2023 Sheridan Media Trees for Trash. First Federal Bank and Trust has been a proud partner to our community for over 88 years. Investing in our community alongside others makes everyone care more and help more. First Federal knows the Sheridan area. They've been working alongside nonprofits, local businesses, schools, and our hospital, creating a culture of success for our community. First Federal is dedicated to service and community commitment. We've served generations of individuals and families. We have a rich history of service that points to a bright future with you and for you. Join us in our community commitment to investing in the Sheridan area member FDIC. Tax planning is not just tax preparation. With the changes due to tax reform over the last few years, you need a tax planner to ensure you are getting the most value for your business. We offer advisory services customized to your needs to help maintain financial viability while achieving future goals. Come see us today. Parker Mellinger, focusing on where you're going, not where you've been. Are you a Main Street business in Sheridan that's concerned about the upcoming Main Street road construction project? Have you thought about how you're going to keep folks coming to your location? Why not use the radio that you're listening to right now? Let people know that you're open or about any special deals you're running. Sheridan Media is currently running advertising specials for any Main Street business located between Dow and Coffeen from April to October during the duration of the construction season. We also have special rates for the Country Bounty. If you want to learn more, and you know that you do, contact me, Aaron Linden, at 752-5961. Or me, Sue Engelhart, at 763-0097 for more information. Sheridan Media is an employee-owned, Sheridan-based company that cares deeply about Sheridan. And we want to do what we can to keep the community moving during this time. We look forward to speaking to you about this exciting opportunity. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, every May, the Administration for Community Living leads the nation's observance of Older Americans Month. Each year, a theme is chosen, and this year's theme is Aging Unbound, which allows communities the opportunity to explore diverse aging experiences and discuss how communities can combat stereotypes. Joining me this morning to talk about Older Americans Month is the Director of Development for the Hub on Smith, Meredith Sopko. Good morning, Meredith. Good morning, Floyd. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, it's it's not snowing, so that's uh, that's the best part of today. Absolutely, the sun is shining. I think I say this with bated breath, but spring might finally be here. I think it might. Uh, you know, it's one of those situations this year where you don't really want to trust it too much. No, uh, no. How's uh, how's <laughs> spring down at the hub? Oh my gosh, spring at the hub is wonderful. Um, it's, we're busy. We have, um, um, currently in our lobby, there's an art show going on. So I would, uh, 
encourage everybody to stop by and check out the beautiful art that some of our patrons have done. Um, and we're excited that it's May and it's Older Americans Month. Now, this art show, just real quick, this is uh, done by individuals who frequent the Hub on Smith? Yep, they are. Yep, we have different art classes and, um, they, you know, some groups just come and, and work on art. So, yep, it's a, and it's, it's truly beautiful. So come down, grab a cup of coffee or a sandwich at the Grab and Go and check out, our, check out the art show. How long will that be up, Meredith? Oh, Floyd, that is a great question. Um, I think it'll be up uh, for the next couple of weeks. Now, do you start to see more people showing up for lunch and other activities uh, once the snow's gone? We do. We really do. Um, I think, especially this winter, it's been such a long, snowy, cold winter. Um, but people are starting to come out and, um, <clears throat> you know, our fun and wellness uh um, group Lisa and Amanda, they're gearing up for, for doing more activities outside and, um, they're getting the garden. Um, all of our little plants are inside right now, getting ready to be planted outside. So we're definitely, we're definitely seeing more people coming out and, and people are just excited to finally get out of their houses. I think so. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago now, but, uh, my wife and I went to kind of a flea market slash large yard sale over in Buffalo, and I think mm-hmm. that was as busy as I've ever seen something like that in Buffalo. I think everyone just yeah. wanted out of the house. Yep, I agree. I mean, it's 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 definitely been a long winter, so well, and we love seeing our people again. Absolutely. Uh, Now, I did take a look at the calendar this morning. The Hub is a busy place. There's plenty for folks to do over there. How many of these classes are full right now? Um, You know, I'm not sure, but um, I I don't think any of them are are 100% full. So um, there's always room. And I know that, um, you know, we have people have... um, worry a little bit about the cost of the classes because they are, you know, some of them do require a suggested donation. And, um, recently we've had to up those a little bit, but I just want to remind everybody that those are just suggested donations. We want you to come. And if you have, if you don't have the ability to, to, to pay for the class or you don't have the ability to pay the full suggested, um, contribution, that is okay. We want you to come. We want to want you to enjoy the activities and and not worry about the cost because that's secondary. The most important part is is just getting people out and socializing and and enjoying what we're offering. Absolutely, uh, that's kind of the the whole point to the entire operation: get people out, yes. remain involved with the uh, community and your friends. Now, you've yep. got happy feet, circuit training, table tennis, billiards, the list goes on. How does yep. somebody sign up for one of these classes uh, if they were to take a look at that calendar and see that something's coming up that they'd uh, be interested in? Yeah, so if they um, if they feel comfortable with it, they can sign up online on our website at thehubsheridan.org, or they can just call the front desk, and the front desk ladies will help them get signed up. Now... What would you say is the most well-attended activity at the Hub right now? Oh, my gosh. That's a great question. 
You know, I have to say, um, we do, uh, we have a partnership with the Sheridan Community Land Trust and we do, um, history talks. The, the land trust comes and, and they'll do, um, you know, kind of history talks about, um, you know, the, the outdoor areas in Sheridan. And I would say right now, those are, are probably the, the most well attended. Um, but we, we have a very loyal following for all of our, you know, our happy feet classes, our BAM classes. Um, we have men that come in seven days a week and play pool. Um, so, um, while the numbers in some of the other classes might not be as large as, say, our, our land trust, um, presentations, we definitely have loyal and, um, you know, a very loyal following for all of our other activities. So now with the creative aging series that you're partnering with mm-hmm. YO play on that, they have a yes. lot of different, uh, activities pertaining to things like literature, poetry, uh, performances, things like that. Do you see a lot of, uh, individuals down at the hub jump at the chance to do these kinds of things? We really do. We really do. Um, and, and I think that's a testament to how wonderful our fun and wellness and our kind of just all of our program directors are because they're really trying to diversify and make sure that there is something for everybody. And, you know, if there's something that somebody thinks would be interesting or fun to do, you know, just talk to Lisa and Amanda and they may, they'll, they'll get it done. So. Now, uh, as the director of development, how how do you build these partnerships with individuals uh, like YO Play, the theater? Uh, do they come to you, or do you have an idea and you approach them? Well, you know, to be honest, a lot of those are done not by me, but by the rest of our wonderful hub staff, um, as I said, program directors and things. Um, you know, I think all of the directors of our programming – they really listen to what the patrons want, what they need, and they're creative. And and we have wonderful, you know, they have wonderful relationships outside of the hub. And so they definitely use those to try to, um, you know, to build these partnerships, to build these um, wonderful relationships so that we can provide all these things to our to our patrons. So I can take very little credit for that. It's definitely all of our wonderful service program providers that are making this happen. It takes the community, doesn't it? It absolutely does. And you know what? They're they're the ones that are working directly with our patrons, and so they know what they need, what they want, and they get it done. Now, how are the Meals on Wheels doing right now? Um, Do they slow down in the spring and kind of pick back up in the fall? You know, they they maybe used to a little bit, but... You know, since COVID, our um, home-delivered meals numbers, uh, obviously, they skyrocketed during COVID. And honestly, we have not seen them um, go back down. Now, we may see more <clears throat> people coming in for the congregate meal, you know, as the weather gets better. But we definitely don't see um, a drastic change in who's who's getting home-delivered meals. So, um, you know, and I, it, there could be many reasons for that, but... Um, yeah, we definitely, that's our, definitely one of our, uh, our largest program. So a lot of folks. We deliver probably, yeah, probably between, you know, 350 to 450 meals a day, just home delivered. Wow. That's incredible. That, that is a huge number. Um, Yeah. 
And it just kind of sounds like a lot of folks saw the advantage of those home-delivered meals uh, during COVID <laughs> and then just uh, figured, you know what, I'm, I'm already on the list. I might as well stay there, huh? Yep, yep, for sure. And, um, you know, we, we definitely are working hard uh, with our outside meal sites. So, you know, we, we do, we have a meal site at Heritage Towers. Um, of course, we have our uh, congregate and home delivered meals every day in the Tongue River Valley at the Dayton Community Center, they, or the Tongue River Valley Community Center in Dayton. And then um, we go to Story and, and Bighorn once a week. So, um, yeah, the our meals program is vitally important and um, definitely the largest program we have. And that's amazing. You reach out far beyond Sheridan to do that. Absolutely. We, you know, and we would love to be able to, you know, do more. Um, But obviously, you know, resources, staffing, all of that is always, always kind of an issue. Now let's talk about that issue because uh, a lot of these are volunteers who've stepped up uh, kind of use this as their way to serve uh, the community, their way mm-hmm. to give back. Uh, how are you doing on volunteers uh, for the home delivered meal system? Uh, you know, we're always, I mean, we're, we're well staffed right now for the routes that we have. Um, but again, as we're adding people to the home delivered meals program, you know, that, that adds obviously more people to different routes. We may need to cut some of the routes in, into two, um, but again, you know, if we don't have enough volunteers, then we can't do that. So we're always looking for volunteers, and um, you know, April was um, Volunteer Appreciation Month and Week, and um, our volunteer coordinator Marcy Morrow is wonderful and um, works really hard to make sure that our volunteers are are appreciated and and know how much we need them. So. Definitely, we're always looking for volunteers. Meredith, how does somebody go down there and volunteer if they're at home listening right now and they're like, you know what, there it is. There's what I want to give my time yeah. to. You know what, they can stop down at the hub and pick up an application um, or they can call the front desk and they'll connect uh, them with Marcy, who's our volunteer coordinator. Um, and yeah, it's, it's very easy. Mar- Marcy makes it really very easy. All right, on that, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. After we come back, we're going to have a discussion about Older Americans Month with the Hub on Smith. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Shared. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Critters, Crafts, and Cooking 4-H Club will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Does your home look like a bomb went off in there? Is Maria, I mean your wife, telling you, come on, we've got to go. This place looks like a disaster. You want to run away, but you can't afford to because of a mortgage or the house looks like it's been through a war. Wyo Renovation is here to help. Devin will come to your rescue and save you from the impending doom. Wyo Renovation will make an offer on any home, no matter the condition. And you can walk away victorious. Learn more at Wyo Renovation.com or on Facebook. In the 
day and age, everyone's looking for a great value deal. Well, look no further than your locally owned McDonald's. The $3.50 value deal is available at your McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Choose from a McDouble, hot and spicy, or six-piece chicken McNuggets, plus a small fry for $3.50. Now that is the value. Don't forget to download the McDonald's app for even more great deals. Look no further for a great value deal than your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. This Mother's Day, I'm taking Mom to Solitude Day Spa so she'll feel refreshed, rejuvenated, and celebrated for the beauty she is. And if you want to take your Ma to the spa, enter the Take Ma to the Spa sweepstakes at SheridanMedia.com. You could win two $150 gift certificates to Solitude Day Spa, and you can enter once a day through May 10th. Take Ma to the Spa sweepstakes at SheridanMedia.com. It's the 107th anniversary of P. News in downtown Sheridan, and that can only mean one thing a big old party with all their friends. May 6th, from 4 to 8 p.m., they'll be partying in the street with their famous Sheridan beer, brewed by Gruner Brothers Brewery, cigar pairings, food from Beano's, and live music by the Dugan Irby Band. Put on your party shoes and head on down. It's the 107th anniversary of P.O. News, May 6th, sponsored in part by First Northern Bank, Sheridan Beer, and Sheridan Media. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Critters, Crafts, and Cooking 4-H Club will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. We're proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. My guest this morning is the Director of Development for the Hub on Smith, Meredith Somko. Now, May is Older Americans Month, and each year a new theme is chosen. This year's theme is Aging Unbound. Meredith can you tell us a little bit about what this means for Sheridan Subon Smith? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, aging unbound, if you think about it, um, the way we age, we should get to decide how that happens. And um, more and more people are wanting to age in their home and age the way that they want. And so that's what aging unbound says to me. And so, you know, definitely the programs and the things that we do at the Hub on Smith fit right into this because we want we want our patrons to uh, continue to live full and really uh, enriching lives. And so everything that we do at the Hub is is around that. So whether it's making sure people can, um, you know, have a meal in their home uh, or come and socialize for a meal whether it's providing some help at home services, which can be CNA and nursing services, or even just light housekeeping and, and um, you know, help with grocery shopping. Um, or for uh, the people that want to get out and about every day, come down and, and take advantage of our fun and wellness activities. Um, you know, I would say that, that everything we do fits right into this, you know, aging unbound. Like, you don't have to just stay in your home and age. I mean, there's, you know, we're all aging. And um, 
so let's let's do it the way we want to. And you know, as as we age, uh, things that seemed mundane and we took for granted every day tend to become a little bit harder to do. And that's just mm-hmm. kind of part of the process. So it, let's talk about help at home just the, just a little bit, and then we'll get back to some yeah. of the, the uh, activities that are going to recognize this month. But help at home was one that I wanted to discuss because I have I have an elderly friend who is getting to the point where she is just having a rough time doing the typical everyday stuff, dishes, mm-hmm. uh, keep, keeping the house picked up. And so I've noticed that's taking more and more of her time and she's not able to go out and, and make the visits that she wants to do or join these organizations. What is help at home and, and how can someone apply for that and what would it cost them? Yeah, so um, our Help at Home program, there's there's varying um, services that are provided. So as I mentioned, we do light housekeeping. So if your friend needed somebody to come in once a week or every other week or, or whatever the frequency is that would work for her, um, you know, she can just call and um, we'll get her um, – uh, connected with our intake specialist, and they'll just kind of have a conversation about, you know, what she needs and um, figure out with our help at home staff how, how we can make that happen um, with her schedule, with their schedule, with, um, you know, who we have um, and and how it can be, you know, it can be paid for through varying sources, um, you know, Medicaid, um, the VA, they will pay for certain um uh, services that we provide through help at home. Um, but if it's, a, if it's a private pay situation, we have a sliding fee scale that we, you know, uh, work with the patron and just kind of understand what their financial situation is. And then we figure out, you know, what that fee is for them based on, you know, what, what they're able to pay. So, and, and, you know, that is, we're able to do that because of the generous donations that we receive from our community. Um, we also, you know, get some grant state grant funding through the department of health. So all of that helps us to be able to provide these services to people, regardless of their, you know, ability to pay or how much they can pay. Now, Meredith, how far out does our help at home go? Is it going out there to Bighorn? Is it going out there to Story? Places like that? It is. Yep, yep, we absolutely will. And um, we do do some of it out in the Tongue River Valley as well. Um, We're hoping we would love to be able to expand that. Um, But again, that's kind of a a back to um, staffing and, and that kind of thing. It's it it's a little bit hard to to send somebody <clears throat> out to uh Dayton Ranchester but um but we do have a lady out here who does some of that so well, that's um, that's yeah. great to hear now what else is coming up this month down at the hub that's going to recognize uh older americans month yeah so um, we're going to do, we'll do a proclamation, um, signed by the mayor. And then, um, we're going to, uh, we're doing a lot of stuff via kind of our social media and things. Um, you know, just kind of talking about older Americans month and, and kind of what that means. 
And then we'll have uh, kind of some special meals throughout the month, um, just with some kind of fun activities that go with it. Um, but but here's you know the thing. I think our our schedule and our calendar and and our programs, like I feel like we are honoring our older Americans every month with the things that we do. Um, we really try to just um, raise raise up our patrons and um, really honor them as much as we can every day. Um, so it's it's definitely something that it's yes it's a it's a month that we talk about in May, but for us, it's every month. <laughs> now, with the individuals that do come in, you guys form very tight bonds with with a lot of these people. I mm-hmm. mean. You know how it is. You visit a place and and you see the same faces over and over again. Have have you noticed any? Um, well, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say is, during COVID, did was mm-hmm. was there a lot of heartbreak at the hub, or was this something? Once you got everything shut down, it just felt a lot better. You know, <clears throat> there was it, it was hard. I, we. Um, we love, love, love our patrons. And so it was really hard to not see them. Um, as we started opening back up after COVID, it just felt better. Um, the staff was happier. Obviously, our patrons are happier. Um, but what we did notice is, is, of course, we did lose some of our our beloved patrons, you know, to COVID. But we also lost them to maybe they moved closer to family because of, you know, just the isolation and things getting so, care. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So, so COVID was definitely hard. Um, and it's still hard because we're still not back to our pre COVID numbers. And I think people are, you know, that's still, it's still affecting things. Um, now, now it's, it's affecting things in, in funding and the cost of things and all of that. So, um, yeah, I mean, definitely COVID was, well, we, we did not. We hated COVID. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think you, everybody did. But if you're out there listening, and it's been since before COVID that you've gone down to the Hub on Smith, they're ready. Uh, the Hub on Smith is ready to get everybody back in. Uh, you know, the precautions that are taken uh, are probably some of the best in the city. So if you haven't been down there, now is the time. May, Older Americans Month, head on down there. Uh, yep. let's, let's get the community back in action. Meredith, I want to thank you so much for calling in this morning. It's always yep. a pleasure, my friend. Well, thank you so much, Floyd. Have a great rest of your day. You as well. All right. Okay. When we come back, we're going to talk with the Dodd and Dorothy Bryan Foundation. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Share it. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Shared Media as part of their community commitment. Critters, Crafts, and Cooking 4-H Club will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Shared Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Gain innovative ideas, learn about best practices, and acquire vital information to spark your professional development and business growth 
at the Chamber's 2023 Ignite Conference on May 16th at Sheridan College. For details, visit SheridanWyomingChamber.org or call 672-2485. Thank you to our sponsors, DA Davidson, Susie Garber-Johnson, Kennan, Manufacturing Works, and Tech Spring Creek Vine, Peak Consulting, and WWC Engineering. Mother's Day is almost here, and you want to customize the perfect gift to show your love and appreciation for all that your mom has done for you. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, they've got you covered. Their exquisite collection of jewelry features a wide range of styles from classic to modern, from simple to tailor-made. They have something for every taste and budget. Visit Legacy Diamond and Gems today and give your mom the gift that she'll cherish for years to come. Happy Mother's Day from Legacy Diamond and Gems at 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan. Saturday, May 20th, at the Johnson County Fairgrounds, 40 of the top PRCA bull riders will compete on their journey to qualify for the NFR. The gates open at 5 with amazing vendors. The first shoot opens at 7. It's going to be a night you don't want to miss. Join the after party with live music at the Cowboy Saloon. Safe rides will be available. Get your tickets at the gate or online at foreverwest.events. For updates, like us on Facebook at Forever West Productions for updates. Hi, this is Belle with Sheridan Media's Coyote Morning Show. We all know Sheridan is the best place in Wyoming to call home. Beautiful parks, fantastic pathways, and really great people. All surrounded by rolling hills and the majestic bighorns. Let's all pitch in and help with spring cleaning by participating in the annual Trees for Trash program. It's easy, it's free, and you'll receive a bristlecone pine seedling just for helping out. Bring your load of trash to the city landfill on East Ridge Road between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. Saturday, May 6th, and get your free tree. Let's all recognize and support this year's Trees for Trash sponsors with a big old thank you to ERA Carroll Realty, U.S. Bank, Wyoming Corporate Office, Landon's Greenhouse and Nursery, Sheridan County, and, of course, the City of Sheridan. Mark your calendar for Saturday, May 6th, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the City Landfill for the 2023 Sheridan Media Trees for Trash. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of the show this morning, we are joined by the Dodd and Dorothy Bryan Foundation trustee and vice president, Norlene Healy and CPA and manager, Annette Rinaldo. Good morning, ladies, and welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Now, uh, what is the overall goal of the Bryan Foundation? Um, the overall goal for the Bryan Foundation. Go ahead Foundation. and pull that microphone just a little bit closer. Sorry, we're running a brand new studio, and so we're testing things out this morning. The overall goal of the Bryan Foundation is to assist in higher education, both vocational and college, and do interest-free student loans for um, Sheridan County, Johnson County, um, Campbell County, Rosebud in Montana. Oh, wow, your reach yeah, is pretty we, far. Yeah, our reach is far, That's yeah. amazing. And so, but for Wyoming here, but Sheridan County and um, Johnson County and Campbell County, and they're interest-free student loans, and we want to get the word out so that um, everybody knows about us and can take advantage of this awesome opportunity that the Bryans have left our community. Annette, how many individuals do you have apply for this loan um, every year? Every year we'd like to uh, make 35 to 40 loans. Um, we have like 335 loans right now. 
that are either being renewed annually or being in repayment. So what's what's the usual amount that people ask for? So annually um, for undergrad, you can ask for six thousand. A year. A year. A year. Okay. A year. Yeah, six thousand a year. And for grad school we're doing seventy five hundred a year. And if you have a vocation um, that you're going into, say it's a two year program and we'll loan like twelve thousand dollars and we'll do it up front because a lot of the vocational schools require you to give your tuition all up front. And so we do make an exception for those. Now Norleen, <clears throat> excuse me. Do we see Undergraduate or more graduate school applications? Way more undergraduate. Really? Most of them, most of our loans start with somebody right out of high school. Um, And then they can continue. They don't have to reapply year after year. It's all they have to do is send in a transcript because we have a minimum grade point average that they have to maintain. Um, We are, I think, one of the only foundations that gives these interest-free loans in Sheridan who also encourage non-traditional students too. So that, so we do have some married women, you know, raising kids and wanting to go to nursing school, for example. Um, but most of our, ours are right out of high school. People that apply. Do they have to be full-time or, or can I be a, a non-traditional student and, and only take maybe six credits? You have to be full-time, but a lot of these online courses yeah. are what we do is add up the credits, and so they might be only taking two credits for um, the first month, and then maybe they'll take two more the next month. And so we actually add up the credits for the entire program because the, now the online programs have really become you know, a, something that people are reaching out and doing because they're so available now. Yep. And so we do, what I do is add up and say, okay, that's a total, total of 24 credits. So that would be equivalent of two full-time semesters of 12 credits and allowing them to then get the $6,000 for that. But it might be spread out over an entire two years to take a one year of, of courses, actually. You know, I can remember my first online course in uh, in 2002, I actually think it was the community college's first online course because I can remember it being, you know, quote unquote experimental. Mm-hmm. We're going to see if this mm-hmm. works. And it was just it was uh, creative writing. And we would get on there and we would write our stories and everything was done over message boards. And so it would be two or three days before you heard from your peers and you're waiting on this, you know, this discussion to happen over every single paper. I can remember how frustrating it was. And at the time, okay, Floyd, uh, not as much foresight as so many. I thought this will never work. This is this. <laughs> this will never catch on this. It's just too much time. Now it is a staple in education, especially after COVID. Right. I mean, uh, normally yes. you're seeing that. All over the place, graduate classes even. Right. Years ago, years ago, we used to have several online courses from UW who would, uh, for people who were wanting to take graduate level courses here in Sheridan, teachers and so forth. Yeah. But they were, as you say, they weren't very good. I mean, they were far, far inferior to a classroom experience. I taught for many, many years. I'm not, I was never interested in teaching online because I liked being in the classroom. Yeah. But I'm told, uh, you know, and, and I, it's hard for people to convince me that it's, that it's as good as 
classroom, you know, as being in the classroom. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm told that it's, it can be, you know, it can be that good. And and especially after COVID, they really got their, I guess you could say zoom and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that really improved. Uh, My wife is currently taking a couple business classes all online. Right. And so she gets home, uh, she's got her spot in the house and she opens it up and her, I think, uh, entire class is online and, and she's really enjoying the experience and it is night and day compared to what I saw when I was in college. And so if these non-traditional students are thinking, you know, I just don't know if I've got the time. I don't know if, if I have the ability to do this. They can do it, can't they? They can do it, and they reach out, and that's um, one of the other um, programs that we um, have assisted a couple of nurses and people up at the Share Memorial Hospital. The um, hospital has a program where they reimburse, like, say, half of their courses, and so we are having people go back and getting specialty masters and stuff, and so they may not have even gone to undergrad with us or anything, and so they're reaching out, and we're lending money to nurses or whoever at the hospital so that they can um, go and further their education and help the hospital. And like I say, the hospital's got a program that helps reimburse it. And so that's another kind of outreach that has kind of come out since COVID and and those courses and they're getting their master's. And so that's really where I've got um, several students, the same thing, that they're still working actually. And they're trying to further their education and get their master's program. And so they're reaching back out. Some of them are undergrad. Their loans are totally paid off, reaching back out. So, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, the, the nurses, uh, doctors, health, law, those those are the careers. They're constantly ebbing and flowing when it comes to, okay, we got a bunch of new laws that we got to learn. So it's almost like you got to keep up to date on all of that. And when it comes to our health, there's always something new that we're learning. And so these careers require constant education, constant training. And so it's great to know that these people can reach out to the Bryan Foundation. We look at those as being kind of vocational. You know, they have credit hours, but so we just kind of add up and say if it's 12 hours, then you can get 3750 If it's 24 hours, you can get 7500 for your master's. And the nice thing about our program is you can use it for anything that helps as long as you're enrolled full-time. In master's programs, sometimes full-time is only nine credit hours. Most of the colleges um, say nine oh, hours so for full. master's. Yeah. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. And so because it's busy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Yep. Uh, yeah, those level classes uh, uh, kind of above, uh, you know, when it comes to time, reading. I remember the, uh, you know, I didn't go graduate at all, but uh, the, the amount of reading that's involved in so many of these things it's amazing. My wife's just two business courses. She spends her entire evening reading, taking notes. She's meticulous with those notes. They should publish them. I'm telling you, Cliff could make a lot of money off of her. Now, when we look at who made all of this possible, who were Dodd and Dorothy Bryan? Well, Dodd and Dorothy Bryan, um, one of our oldest board members um, that's been on the board the longest, he's been 40 years, Jack Pellisier. He actually um, worked for the Bryans, and Mrs. Bryan um, and Mr. Bryan, he was actually a successful insurance executive back in Philadelphia, and Mrs. Bryan came out here starting in 1939 and for 25 years spent her summers here at Eaton's. And so one of our uh, attorneys um, that was around,
around, and everybody knew him for years and years, Bill Riedel. He was friends with them. And so after Mr. Bryan's death, Mrs. Bryan continued to come. And then in 1965, she actually started the foundation. And then on her passing in 1971, it was fully funded. And so she's, the Bryans are really, and they were really a connection with Eaton's. And like I say, Jack Pellissier, he knew them well. And so he's um, been a great addition to our board for years and years because he knew them. And it's just so, he oiled their saddles and washed their car. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so he and um, one of his cousins, Frank, e- Frank Eaton. So, so it's been, so they did have a really good connection to Sheridan, but they really weren't from here. I mean, they were back east and, and uh, but still. They really wanted to help Sheridan community or Wyoming students. That's yeah. amazing. And in Montana. How has it evolved over the years? Has the the monetary amount increased? Have other loans started uh, to kind of evolve and adapt towards uh, what we have today? Well, we started we it initially fully funded. We were worth about one point six million dollars. Now, with with very good investing, um, it is worth eight point one million dollars. Nice! Wow. Just over four point four million dollars um, of our assets we we give out for student free loans, and then we keep the rest to try to keep building that base mm-hmm. to not let it get below a certain amount. But we're anxious to use all that we can that that whole level that we can for student loans. So there's plenty of opportunity there. There is. I and, mean, even I, though you cover as many counties as you do. There's, I mean, how many people can really be going to classes in those counties? We want to get it to be more because right. here's, here's their monetary, because uh, this is interest-free loans. Uh, it, that's rare to find in education. Correct. And um, we are required by IRS regulations to give out um, the loans and so are to give out the money. And if we don't give them out in loans, then we've been contributing. As you, um, we have contributed over $3 million to Sheridan College because where our definite what Mrs. Bryan wanted was so defined to either higher education and or we could give it to Sheridan College. And so if I can't give it out in loans, then we actually have to contribute to Sheridan College, which isn't a bad thing. And I'm sure, you know, we've I imagine with, they appreciate the heck out done, of it. Yeah. We've done great things out there and it's been they've been a great partner of ours as well. Um, but but there's opportunity there. And this year, because our repayments are um, so they're coming in so fast, we have to give that money back out. So if I get a dollar in, I basically have to give a dollar back out. And so that's really part of our base as well. Now, when it comes to somebody who's looking uh, into this, is there what kind of prerequisites are we looking at within this? What do I need as I approach uh, the, the Bryan Foundation with the idea of getting a loan for college? Well, assuming that you're beyond being high school graduate at this point <laughs> you would you wouldn't with our high school graduates they have to ma- they have to have maintained a certain grade average and it isn't terribly high 2.5 2.5 um, which which isn't too difficult um, we hope um, but if you at your this point in your life were applying all you have to do is apply and yeah, and maintain. Yeah, if you're maintain in, an if you're in college already, then we um, say you're a junior in college, then it would be two point two five would be your GPA. 
and then the income level kind of fluctuates. We kind of have a minimum base set for um, one hundred fifty thousand, but if you have more than three in a household, then it increases fairly significant after that. And some years we look at kind of our applicants. Now, if you make four hundred thousand dollars and there's three of you, you're not going to get a loan with us. But right, that's know, a, a bit much. Need based yeah. loan, a need right. based, yeah. And yeah, I think I looked up uh, the median shared in household income. Uh, and I didn't realize that it, you spread as far as you did into those other counties. Uh, but the median here is 62.5 annually. And I imagine that's probably two working parents, uh, you know, probably 3.5 kids. Uh, they probably don't have a lot left over to further their education. Um, you know, I know even just my wife and I kind of help to support our daughter who's going to college down there. And every parent with someone in college knows how that is. Uh, you know, money to the kids is, <laughs> it's, it's a godsend to them. But uh, yeah, we're not, we're not making 62. Uh, but, you know, when we approached her going further in her education, maybe getting something bigger, better, we had to look, uh, you know, into the bank account because we didn't think about that. Uh, well, she could loans reach out and, to us still. Yeah, yeah. Know? See, and yeah. this is an opportunity that even we can seize right now. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> correct. Yeah, just because, and then the only the only other prayer, um, you have to be a resident of one of these counties for one year prior to applying. Oh, wow. So, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Say you graduated from you were in Casper or somewhere different, and you moved here. As long as you were a, an applicant, I mean, a resident, resident. for one year. Prior to applying, then you can you can apply. Now I've had people that have moved away, and then now they want to reach out and apply, but but they're no longer a resident. So the one year residency thing is really that's the stipulation. Yeah, yeah. and it doesn't matter where you go to school at. You know, so your daughter's obviously not living here right now because she's in school, but she's still a resident. Her house is your primary residence. So that room is still a mess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, still a mess. Me, me, and uh, me and the wife do. We do. We shut the door. We That's just, the uh, only way. <laughs> You've walked this path before. <laughs> now, what does the application process actually look like? How do we get this started? So, if you go to our website at brian-foundation.com, there's an online application and. You can um, upload everything there. You do need to have your uh, pages one and two of the parents' tax returns so that we can verify income. Upload your letter of uh, acceptance and then your transcript um, from high school or if you're in college already, um, those things would get applied there. Or if you don't like doing the online process, you can print the application out there. There's a PDF and then you can send it to, or you can call me. 307-672-3535, and I can mail you an application. And you still get a lot of people who prefer to do it by hand. Um, Older students. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know>. yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds complicated to me, what she's saying about applying online, but, of course, it's not at all complicated for a right. senior in high school because that's the way they live and that's the way they function. You know, one thing that really caught us off guard was to learn how many individuals uh, don't have like a, a a cell phone or, or a mobile device, I guess I should call it. Because, you know, my father even still packs around the old flip phone. I think uh, maybe last year, come to think of it, my stepmom finally said, you know what, 
you got to get rid of that thing. <laughs> I don't know if they offered him service anymore. So it does, uh, it, like for the older students who may think, you know, my the career is over, but it, it doesn't have to be. You could find a second career later on in life. Very, very easy. And Sheridan is very fortunate, as you probably know, because there are several other places where you can get interest-free loans, but I think we're the only one that offers it, as far as I know, to non-traditional students. Yeah. So it's it's very easy to apply. And Annette is so helpful. She'll sit down with somebody if, if need be and go and help them fill out the application. So it's not a difficult process at all. Well, that's fantastic. And all they got to do is give you a ring or, or shoot you an email. Shoot me an email. And, uh, and I, set up a time, a meeting. Right. And I say the easiest way to um, apply is to, I mean, if you can't find it, it's just to Google Brian, B-R-Y-A-N Foundation. My husband's name is Brian. Everybody thought I went to work for him. But I still do that, but I get that's for free. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so just Google it and it will come up on there. And um, you can look at the website. My phone number's on there. My cell phone number's on there. Annette, that's great to hear that you'll sit down with some of these folks because I do know, and I've heard in the past, I'd go back to school if it wasn't so difficult. And when they when they say difficult, they're mm-hmm. not talking about the class. They're talking about getting the loan, getting uh, you know administrative work finished, and then going and applying. It's that really getting that ball rolling to begin with is really the tough part. And and so to be able to have someone that they can go to and say, hey, can you walk me through this? Uh, you know, how many futures do you think you kicked off or, or second careers? And Jenna Mavarakis at um, Sheridan High School is a really good counselor. And then the out, what is that? at Sheridan at College. Big, oh, Sheridan right. College. Jen. Jen, they have a, um, and they'll help you even if you're not going to Sheridan College. It seems like they they come in for senior night and stuff and help you with the FAFSA. I don't require the FAFSA for ours, which is a... Oh yeah. Complicated. If if you've been in college, you yes. know the fast. Yes, yeah. we and, don't require that, fortunately. Yeah. Annette, could you give me your contact information and where someone can go to learn more? Just one more time. So contact us, Brian-Foundation.com, and our phone number is three zero seven six seven two three five three five. And if I'm not in there, it'll come straight to my cell phone. So I do forward my phone now. So you'll. Pick me up, get me in, or I'm at located at 145 North Connor Street, Suite 30, Suite 3, not my old suite, three, Suite 3 on the third floor right over there by the ice skating rink. Fantastic. So. Ladies, I want to thank you so much for coming in today. This is a great opportunity for individuals, uh, non-traditional students especially. Uh, they should jump on it. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. All right, you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE 103.9 FM. Sheridan. 
First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Critters, Crafts, and Cooking 4-H Club will be receiving these funds per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. The annual Michael Phillips Memorial Golf Tournament, presented locally by the Cowboy Joe Club, Ford, E-Men, and First Interstate Bank, tees off at 1 p.m. on Friday, June 2nd at the Powderhorn Golf Club in Sheridan. Courtesy of Ford Motor Company, you could qualify for the overall prize of $1,000 and a trip with the Cowboy football team. This event is currently sold out. To register for the wait list, please call 307-766-6242. Brackleton's Fine Food and Spirits invites you to enjoy our lunch menu with popular choices like our ahi tuna bowl with ahi tuna, soy marinade, peanuts and scallions, wonton chips, wasabi aioli, and sesame seeds. Or our turkey lettuce cups, Asian ground turkey, lettuce, cilantro, peanuts, hot sauce, or maybe our fish and frites, battered cod, shoestrings, and spicy slaw. Lunch at Brackleton's, where good food is good mood on Main Street, downtown Sheridan. Sheridan Memorial Hospital is celebrating two important events this month, National Nurses Week and National Hospital Week. People are the most impressive and important resource at Sheridan Memorial Hospital. That's why this time is set aside to recognize the dedicated healthcare workers, physicians, volunteers, and other healthcare professionals who strive to fulfill the hospital's mission. To serve our community with excellent patient-centered care, Sheridan Memorial Hospital, Medical excellence right here at home. It's the 107th anniversary of PO News in downtown Sheridan, and that can only mean one thing, a big old party with all their friends. May 6th, from 4 to 8 p.m., they'll be partying in the street with their famous Sheridan beer, brewed by Gruner Brothers Brewery, cigar pairings, food from Beano's, and live music by the Dugan Irby Band. Put on your party shoes and head on down. It's the 107th anniversary of P.O. News, May 6th. Sponsored in part by First Northern Bank, Sheridan Beer, and Sheridan Media. Jackalopes explore ghosts. If there's people out there that can view aura, why can't some people maybe get signals from somewhere else? Give you information yeah. that nobody else would be able to give you. I mean, the fact that nobody ever claimed James Randi's prize is pretty strong evidence against that, but it doesn't completely discredit that. It could just be that these people have high enough principles that they're not going to do it for money. Right. And the ones that are doing it for money are, are scammers. Are the charlatans. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Jackalopes Explore at PodcastWyoming.com From the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930. K-R-O-B.